Welcome to the 3G Podcast. 3G just trying to keep you up to date while being outdated. I'm Brian, joined by Brendan and Brendan. What's up? How's it going? Going pretty good. We're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe just before the Marvel Avengers Infinity War drops in theaters. This is a March Madness Movie Madness edition with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because if you hadn't had enough of tournaments and brackets we're here to uh top you put you over the edge absolutely so i don't think there's going to be any 16 over one upsets this time though but who knows, who knows? uh who knows? yeah I'm, I'm i'm not i don't think so given that we don't have any 16 seeds also that's fair so brendan you made this bracket which we're going to link to in the description of the episode can you please tell us how you made this beautiful looking bracket Sure. So what I did was I took all the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so that's Iron Man on, uh, including The Incredible Hulk. I know for some reason people don't count that, but it's in here. I took the IMDb scores of all those movies, and I ranked them based on those numbers. A lot of movies had things in common. So if there were three movies with commonality, so, well, let's just say there are two divisions. So two movies with a common score is not a problem. They just go in opposite brackets three movies with a common score was broken by their metacritic score whichever one had the higher metacritic score got a higher seed there was one instance where i was trying to fill the last eight seed and i had three movies iron man 2 thor the dark world and thor trying to fill in that last number seven spot and i believe it was thor and iron man 2 had the same Metacritic and IMDb score, and wow. it was broken by the Rotten Tomato score. That's crazy. Which Thor had a leg up on. So I went deep. So none of this is based on my personal preference. These are based on numbers readily available online. Tell based on the placement of some of these movies, which I would definitely have not made. Yeah, and we definitely encourage you to open it up. It's a very small document, little image there, and play along with us as we go through and decide as a group what the best Marvel movie is of all time, in this cinematic universe, at least. Up to 2018. Yes, up to 2018, including Black Panther. So it does include, like, this yes. year, a little bit, yeah. just before the Avengers movie drops soon. Yes. The only thing that doesn't include are the Fox and Sony. doesn't include Fox, Sony, or the Netflix series, and doesn't include Correct. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because that's not a movie. Correct. Or check out Awful Inhumans. What? Nothing happened with Inhumans. Who are you talking about? Yeah. Let's just forget that all happened, seriously. I mean, so they made it already. Exactly. Exactly. So there's a play-in game for the for the left side here. It's Iron Man 2 versus Captain America, the first Avenger. We're not pulling any punches from the start here. I am, I am honestly shocked. I was shocked when I was going through these that Captain America had such a low score. Yeah, right? I thought this was a great movie. I figured that this was easily going to be a number four seed. Yeah, um, I think... I was trying to remember back when it came out. I think people were a little underwhelmed, I think. Yeah. Uh, when it came out, I don't know what they were expecting, but I think they were expecting something really big. I mean, I'm with you. I think it hit all the right spots and everything. And I really... like Captain America, I think, looking back on all everything that's happened... Or, like, it's my favorite storyline. I like the yeah. Captain America storyline. Of the three trilogies that are in this one, it's definitely the best. Yeah, I think so. so. And I mean, I think definitely that, that scene in the character development of Cap, I mean, his character arc is just, is done so well compared to uh, the rest of the uh, characters. I mean, 
I feel Tony Stark has something similar to that, but I don't know. I think it gets a little screwy. They're the uh, two I mean, you're dealing with in this matchup. We're dealing with the two most fleshed out characters in the MCU. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's just seen in Civil War. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But, and but yeah, Thor I think, doesn't really have that, but you know. But, yeah, I just, I'm really, like, I have a lot of love for Captain America the First Avenger. I think it's just a solid movie. I mean, you get a great performance out of Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Chris Evans nails it when, you know, most people think of him as the Human Torch. And then, what was yeah. it, like five years after the last Fantastic Four movie, he comes back with a completely different character. You got Tommy Lee Jones, you have Stanley Tucci, Haley Atwell. It's just, I think it's an all And, I mean, some people knock it for being, like, an Avengers prequel, but I don't think it really becomes that until you get to the end. Right. Yeah, I would say so. Definitely, it works really hard to give Captain America a good jumping-off point. So I think sure, it introduces us to the Tesseract, but, I mean, it was, like, uh, Red Skull was always after the Cosmic Cube. Right. So not to cut it short, but I feel like we're all kind of in, uh, in agreement here that Cap should probably take it. Yeah, I mean, Iron Man 2 is a paint-by-numbers comic book movie. I think 2 was missed potential, because there's the whole, um, in the trailers and in the, be- in the beginning of the movie, there's a whole idea of making the god bleed kind of thing, which is really cool, but isn't really played to much effect. Like, is, okay. this is, is a big part of the movie, but I really like the idea of Mickey Rourke going, if you can make God bleed, people won't believe in him. And then the whole, like, trying to discredit, like, Stark as a person is a really cool yeah. idea. Captain America moves on. Should we do the other playing game? You read my mind. So let's do the other side, just on the mirror side of that. We have Thor, the Dark World versus the Incredible Hulk. A fight, I think, is also challenging in a different way. Really? I think that these are, like, two of the lesser Marvel movies, in a way. Only because I think the Incredible Hulk didn't get the support it needed. Yeah. It tried a lot of good ideas. It had the abomination, it had the leader a little bit, and it just never was followed up on. Maybe what Ed Norton didn't deliver the way they wanted, maybe it just didn't connect the way it wanted. But I liked how it connected to Iron Man, mm-hmm. like that kind of implementation of like the Easter eggs to Stark Tech and things. But I feel like Thor was very paint by numbers in the sequel. It made Natalie Portman a little too important. Just owning it in from about 3,000 miles away. Yeah. I am a big fan of the Incredible Hulk. I think the Hulk takes it for me because I think Thor is, like you said, a paint by numbers for Iron Man. If it's a paint by numbers kind of thing, the forgettable villain. Villain is the most forgettable. Yeah, yeah. Christopher Eccleston doesn't really do too much there. I mean, isn't that the go win? To be fair. Yeah, I mean, the the villain was an afterthought when writing that movie. Feels like it. Yeah, I would agree there. They were trying to focus more on Thor. The villain was kind of like, oh, he's here too, kind of. I guess we have spoilers for everything, but this is an older yeah. movie. But like, there's like, I had no like doubt that Loki didn't die. Yeah, me neither. Oh yeah. It's almost like instantly like waved away. It I was... think Hulk takes it. Agreed. Yeah, I would say so. Do you want to continue on this side now? With well, let me just say something about these playing games. The movies with the lower scores actually took both of these matchups. Wow. In America and The Incredible Hulk were the two lowest ranked movies. Wow, upsets. really? Would you look at that? Yeah, so we can we can continue on this side. So now it is Hulk versus Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel kind of bad because I'm like, yeah, Hulk deserves to get in, and now I'm like, yeah, nah. Guardians is gonna take it. 
Yeah, I mean, what can you say about Guardians of the Galaxy? It's just, it was a shocker that just, it's incredible. Yes. What they were able to do with it and the license they gave James Gunn, it feels really different, and yet it still fits. It's so funny because people were like, who are the Guardians of the Galaxy? And now it's like, Coming at Your Love is playing on commercials now, and like, there's a weird, like, yeah. pseudo 70s music revival and things. You have Groot's on the boardwalk. Yeah. Yeah. You can win a group by playing those carnival games at a boardwalk. I see Groot's, like, everywhere in, like, potted plants all over work. It's just, they've permeated. Yeah, it's, it's become, it's a cultural phenomenon, honestly. It just, it came at a right time in the Marvel Universe, I feel. Around that time, I feel like the movies were kind of, like, staggering a little bit. And it, the, it was in the middle of all those sequels, wasn't it? Yeah. And also, it was just fresh. It was comedic, which the other movies at the time were nowhere close to being, I feel. Yeah, or, or at least it was a different kind of comedy than what had been traditionally there. Yeah, yeah. they, they had a, it, was, it was definitely a different kind of comedy, a comedy that worked. It was perfect, honestly, for the time. Right. Yeah. So we agree with the Guardians of the Galaxy takes it. Yeah. Sounds right. good to me. Yeah, but this one, I think, is going to be tough. Oh, Spider-Man God, yeah. versus Captain America the Winter Soldier. I still haven't decided this. I'm just going to say I want Spider-Man to win, because I think it did a lot for Spider-Man, and really was a mm-hmm. good showing. I like Winter Soldier a lot. It's really good. Maybe up there a lot. But I think that Spider-Man had a way better villain, and although... Winter Soldier did a lot for the cinematic universe. It got rid of S.H.I.E.L.D. in a way that maybe wasn't necessary. I feel like you still could have had S.H.I.E.L.D. without the betrayal stuff. Just dialing it down a bit. You see, I think it it sets up Civil War in a very nice way. It continues this progression of Captain America's character where we see him in the first Avenger and he is an agent of the government. Yeah. And then he goes to sleep for 70 years and then he wakes up and... He sees the New World Order, and he's like, this isn't right. He's opposed to this New World because he didn't see the way it progressed. He's very much still a man out of time. He still believes in the idealistic ways of the past, and you see how he's now, when he once was a figure of the establishment, now he is opposed to the establishment. He says, no, that's it. We're tearing this down. It's too flawed. I think... Brian, as much as you were saying that Guardians of the Galaxy came at the perfect time, I think the Winter Soldier marks the point in the MCU where they had their feet under them. And they said, all right, we're going to start doing something different now. I, I can, yeah, I can get behind that. I they were now ready to explore different things. There, there were no more you know, paint-by-numbers superhero movies. They were done with just being the comic book genre. This was this yeah. movie that kind of elevated the MCU to a new level. Fair. And I think just the inclusion of Robert Redford and just everything mm-hmm. they did with that story, I, I'm voting This is, I'm voting Winter Soldier. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd have to go with Winter Soldier, too. Brian, honestly, you started to, like, sway me with your argument for Spider-Man. And I love Spider-Man, and it is one of the best Marvel movies out there, I think. It is. And honestly, for it to be a, a five seed is kind of shocking to me. For both of these movies to be in the middle of the pack is just ridiculous. I agree. Yeah. I'm really hopeful for what comes after this with Spider-Man. As much as I want to give it to Spider-Man, it's just Winter Soldier was just that good. 
I think, I, I mean, I love Spider-Man Homecoming. I think it's got some of the best humor in the entire MCU. Yeah. I think it's got, it's got one of the strongest stories. It's got, hands down, the second best villain in the MCU, Michael Keaton, Ooh, solely behind Loki. Okay. 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 That's fair. I would go with Michael Keaton because sometimes Loki gets a little too much for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm talking Loki strictly in a villainous sense, so yeah, Thor okay. and Avengers. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, the Homecoming, it just, it, it falls apart for me in that third act. Okay, that's the fair. The just, it, it gets a little messy. I just feel like it's it, it's genuine in a way that the other movies haven't been. It is, It just feels sure. very, very like, down-to-earth and real in a very small-scale way, which is nice. It's an intimate story, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Winter Soldier takes it. I'm not even mad. I like both a lot. So now we have Avengers Age of Ultron versus Black Panther. I don't know if this is close. I think Black Panther. Yeah, me yeah. too. I, Age of Ultron is just, I mean, I saw that movie twice in theaters, and I, I can honestly say I haven't seen it since. It's, it's a bit of a mess of a movie. I saw it in the last year or so. I don't think it holds up as well. It really doesn't. I mean, no. I... I personally have no desire to go back and rewatch that movie. It doesn't really hold up. I don't know. I think it was kind of the end of James Spader's reign as, like, the ultimate villain, to be quite honest. It's kind of, like, pieced together. It doesn't really flow as much, I feel, sometimes. I think that Ultron could have been a little more fleshed out. Huh, okay. It seems a little too cliche. Yeah, I mean, there was just... There really wasn't much working in this movie, I think, this laid the groundwork for the tensions between Tony and Cap and the reason for the Accords. I mean, this that's all this movie really did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this lays groundwork for Ragnarok, Infinity War, Civil War, Black Panther. It's like, uh-huh. my God, this is just this is just a promo reel. It kind of is. It really, yeah. On the other side of the coin, Black Panther does so many things, right? It's 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 amazing. Oh God, yeah. It's a, it's a solid movie. I mean, the storytelling in it, they have, like, three different points of view, like, three different goals, if you will. You have Black Panther's, you've got Killmonger's, and you have uh, T'Chaka's view about what Wakanda's role in the world yeah. is. And they do such a great job of making every single one of those compelling. Absolutely. Killmonger is a very realized character. His motivations yeah. are there. His anger is justified. He's not like Mickey Rourke in Iron Man 2 where he just seems like a rage monster. This guy is angry because yeah. of what happened to him. And it's justified anger. Yes, as opposed to... They, they, yeah, of course. Good job of, like... I mean, most movies will give you a the hero's point of view and then the bad guy's point of view, and the bad guy's point of view makes no sense. But they did... Like, each idea was compelling and had merits, and this movie felt almost like it was a debate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think Marvel's doing a better job of it, but the woman characters, the female characters in this movie were just so strong and powerful, yes. too. It's unrivaled. I agree. Let's move Black Panther up on this. I was going to say, that's unanimous. We couldn't agree more with each other on that one. And now the last fight, the third movie in these two trilogies, Iron Man 3 versus Thor Ragnarok. These are my two least favorite movies in the MCU right okay. now. Really? Really. I don't know about okay. that. I'm going to say Thor for this one. I think Iron Man 3 gets a little bit shafted in a way that I think that it's trying to do something a little bit different. It really pushes the Tony Stark is Iron Man without the suit, needs the independence thing, can like live on his own, has a little bit of PTSD, which I think is a thing that Marvel never touched on, but he touches on here. In a way, I think it's respectful. It doesn't really try to be like too overly dramatic about it. 
it makes sense that he's kind of traumatized about all the stuff that happened in New York. And well, that's I do think that's the case. I think Thor does a lot with what it has and sets up Avengers. You see, for me, I I mean, the humor did not work for me in Thor Ragnarok, not even a little bit. We're talking about the destruction of Asgard. We're talking about things like the Devil's Anus and Bruce Banner flattening out on the bridge. That was that part was funny. And I mean, I I mean, the only way you don't see that coming is if you didn't watch the other two hours of that movie. Yeah, that's true. Each laugh was cheap. I didn't think any of it was earned. I feel like they kill off the warriors really fast without any care. Yeah, they throw them out. I mean, Zachary Levi, I think, maybe gets a syllable out. Sif isn't even in this, which I think that's due to scheduling. And, I mean, in the opening of the movie, it opens like a video game with him and Searcher. Yes. And they repeat the same joke three times. With him spinning around. Although, I must say, I liked Strange in this movie a lot. Yeah. His yeah, part was really good. good. I liked Luke Hemsworth playing Thor. We have Sam Neill playing Odin. And we, I think we have Matt Damon playing Loki. Matt Damon. Yeah. I didn't pick up on any of those. I'm going to have to really? rewatch this again to, to Matt Damon's see. uncredited, but Sam Neill and Luke Hemsworth are credited. Yeah, they are. Which I think is really funny. Only as a, a movie nerd joke about how... It's dumb how we have these like famous people playing actors in Asgard. This movie has such a serious topic, and it just could not have taken itself less seriously. I just can't, for the life of me, understand why people are saying that this is the movie that got Thor right. I think Kenneth Branagh nailed it. Yeah, I would say the first one did. Yeah, I would agree. I want to see. I don't get this Thor having a petty, egotistical feud with the Hulk. I don't like, I don't like Hawking Hulk that much. That I got over fine. And Jeff Goldblum was just starting to grind my gears at a certain point. I, I, I can agree on that. Uh, I'm not the biggest Jeff Goldblum fan. We said, uh, I think when we talked recently, that it's just Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. 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 It's not a character anymore. It's just, oh, that's we got Jeff Goldblum in the movie. So It feels like you mixed Thor the Dark World with Guardians of the Galaxy. I can kind of see it that. It has this 80s yeah. vibe to the whole thing. I mean, I I was never really on board with this movie. Uh-huh. I I mean, from the second that first trailer came out, I saw this, like, He-Man vibe. That's, I think that's what it's going for. And I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like you said, there's any weight to it. They kill the warriors super fast without a care. Scourge is going to be a good guy through the whole film. You can tell he's not going to be on this bad guy's side for any of it. He's doubting the whole yeah. way. There's no real suspense with them getting back to Asgard in time. I did like how they got rid of the Asgard situation at the end. I thought it was the most clever thing in the whole movie. Not that it says much. Agreed. And I did like the way it looked, you know, Thor embracing the Thunder God. Persona. Yeah, that's, I think that's the best thing it does for the character in the whole movie. Because I think Thor is a little too much of an Earthling in this movie. He's supposed to be this, like, high-minded royalty thing, because everyone else is human. We don't need another human in the cast. We need someone who has a different mindset, a different old mentality, just for diversity's sake. Yeah, I don't know. It struck me, Thor came off as this egotistical, petty, wallowy person who didn't take anything seriously. Doesn't that sound like where we are at the beginning of the first Thor? Yes, except for back then he would shoot first, ask questions later. Now he asks questions in a weird, quippy way and then fights. Yeah. It feels like we went through the same character progression in two different movies. 
because now he humbly accepts his duty like he did at the end of the first Thor. It's like, it felt like we went through the exact same character arc. I never really thought of it like that, but it's well, true. to be fair, I mean, like, Iron Man progressed and then I think kind of reverted a little bit in terms of, like, his snarky self- selfishness and stuff. Yeah, I mean, ironically enough, I think Spider-Man Homecoming is where Tony Stark gets the most progression. Fair, fair. But I think, to talk about Iron Man 3 a little bit, I think the first two-thirds of that movie is solid. I think it's got a great premise. It's got a great setup. You know, like what you said with the PTSD that was really new and different. I liked the direction they were going. And then, yeah, they just yanked the rug out from under you, and I check out at that point. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm definitely voting Iron Man 3 on this. I think that the first two-thirds of that movie is solid. I really do. Okay. You know, I'm getting more convinced on that. Brendan, what do you think? All right. So I, I love Thor Ragnarok. I think in terms of enjoyment, it's my favorite out of the Thor series. Um, I know Thor, like the original Thor, was the best for the character. I think Brendan does bring up a great point, too, though, that it just seems like it's a little bit of a rehash in a way. And I do think that the last act of Iron Man 3 is just a little cringeworthy almost. Wait, so you both are voted for. I'm changing my vote to Iron Man 3. I'm sorry. Well, it doesn't really yeah, it doesn't, doesn't, no, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what I say then, but I would, I have to say Thor. And it's just mainly because the biggest thing that gets me in Iron Man 3 is just Pepper's character. And I just feel like they're just like, they're just trying to pull, just pull her back in and you could just see it's like a lot of reluctance almost. I can see that. So yeah, we have our first upset. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Seven over a two. Let's uh, let's finish out the side of the bracket while we're still over here. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna keep going. All right, so Brian, you're gonna have to tell me. I don't remember That's which right, one. I've been writing so it down. So let's just, let's continue with Iron Man three here against Black Panther in a very quick match here. I think. Holy crap! Let's say that as great as that debate was about Iron Man three, I think Black Panther wins this one too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it doesn't hold a candle. Yeah, there's so much going for it, and it. it I think it really works in a way that, like, the fact that we have, we've been introduced to Black Panther before, in a movie before, in a little bit of setup, I think really helps to, like, feel familiar with the character coming into this, knowing his motivations and things. And yeah. I think it just builds in a great way. We've talked a lot about it. It was really nice to kind of know the character, yeah. so we don't have to get his origin out of the way. We can just get right in there. He's like a hybrid of Thor and Iron Man, because he's technology advanced, but he's also royalty. In a way, that's not a fish out of water. He seems very much aware of his oh, surroundings, yeah. which is, the, I guess, the point of the movie. Yeah. So, we you use him with Black Panther? Yeah. Great. In the final four. Wakanda forever. So, uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy versus Captain America Winter Soldier. This is the harder match. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So, they're, they're totally different movies. I'm going Guardians. Okay. I just flipped the coin to determine that. So that's fair. They're both amazing different flavors of ice cream that you want for different moods. Guardians was just, uh, God, now I'm regretting this choice. Oh, God. You know what? I was um, going to go with Guardians, but I'm going Winter Soldier. Okay, so is this down to me? Yeah. All the power here? Yeah. You have Guardians, which is, I mean, it's just my bread and butter in terms of a space opera. It's just, it sends you to this part of the galaxy you know nothing about, makes it still incredibly familiar, even though it's completely different. It has no ties to Anything whatsoever. The, literally, the only connection we have is Stanley and Thanos. Then you do this 
really just excellent political spy thriller where you don't know who you can trust. You, oh my god. It makes you doubt Black Widow for a while. It does. For anyone that's like a true hardcore MCU nerd, the Sitwell Senator Stern moment is just like, that's a twist nobody saw coming. With the the Hail Hydra moment. To be fair, though, I hope, I kind of hoped Stern was Hydra from the beginning. Really? He was a bit of a dick the whole way through. <laughs> yeah, he was. He definitely was. The fight scene in the elevator. Yeah, you got the fight scene in the elevator. You got the truck chase. It's it's too good of a movie. They it's made little... it universal in the way that his notebook about culture things changes based on the region you're watching the movie in. I mean, I saw this movie in IMAX, and actually, I saw both these movies in IMAX. We went to see Guardians in IMAX all together, yeah, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. The fight in Winter Soldier, that opening fight on the ship, it that just must have been every time. That's like a video game in a good way. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Winter Soldier. We got a three and a four seed in the final four, baby. Yeah. All right. Hey, I can get behind. All right, it. Black Panther wins. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think Black Panther is better than Winter Soldier. Uh, I'm sticking with Winter Soldier here. I think it just, it elevates it so much. I mean, as great as Black Panther is, it's a solid movie. It's well made. I think it's all its own. I didn't have like an oh crap moment. I think I had like two or three of those in Winter Soldier. Okay. I think Black Panther takes advantage of the groundwork laid by Winter Soldier. Yeah. That is true. I mean, to be fair, that like Winter Soldier t- takes the groundwork of the Avengers and the other Cap movie that came before it. Yeah, but Winter Soldier lays the groundwork for so many. He gave license to the other movies in the MCU to dare to be different. Yeah, like the thematic elements that that were like established in Winter Soldier. Granted, I mean, it's nothing new in cinematic world, but like in the Marvel world, there was. I think Brendan has a point. As much as I love Black Panther and. I mean, I'm just a sucker for character development, and there was just so much in that movie. I'd just like to say that the theme of uh, Black Panther is, I think, just as fresh as the theme in Winter Soldier, if not more fresh. See, but I did like the music in Black Panther better, though. <laughs> Coming down to that, huh? I'll, I'll take I it. I'm on Black Panther's side, but still. Again, I think this is just a personal preference. I think Black Panther was a well-made movie, but there wasn't anything that blew me away about it. That's fair. No, that's absolutely fair. It's it all personal. It was well-made. I mean, it's it's flawless, in my opinion. But, but so is Winter Soldier? I do, I, here's the thing. I don't know that Winter Soldier is totally flawless, but it reaches higher. Okay. I think. No, your opinion's more than valid. I, I just think that I like Black Panther more. I mean, it is the higher seat. A lot of people agree with you. It could be that's more recent. I could look at this in a year and go the other way, but, you know. That's what I think, too. I kind of wish that I could see Black Panther again. Well, if you have $11, you can. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I wish it was more readily available. I think the but... fact that, it was a bit, uh, that I saw it in theaters maybe almost a month after it came out and it was still showing a lot was a good point. See, my theater was still packed. Yeah. Yeah, I and I was surprised. I didn't get a single spoiler either. Yeah. No, they were good about this one. Yeah. Yeah. I. Oh my gosh. Sounds like you're leaning toward Winter Soldier. Wait, so it's down to me. Winter yeah. Soldier. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's down to you. Uh, I would have to say Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just, I just enjoy. So, it's okay. It's just, it's just I, your choice. I think it's, I think it's outside of Captain America's. Like reach that 
I haven't seen a good movie in a while, and I saw Black Panther, and that's the reason why I think I'm picking it, which okay. isn't a good reason. So I'm going watching to... recently. There are a lot of good movies that came out. I haven't been to the movies in a long time. Yeah, I guess, you know, if you buy the Ragnarok Blu-ray, you're only watching crappy movies. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you know what? No, I'm changing, I'm changing my pick. I'm oh, don't let that be the deciding. No, 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 that's not it. I, ch- I was going to change my pick before, but I didn't say that. I'm changing my pick to Cap. Fine. Winter Soldier. Just erase the board here. Why? Why are you changing? I just think it lays down so much, and... Peer pressure, obviously. That movie... No, no. That movie had so... <laughs> Different the, states. I didn't know what the hell was going on in that movie at all. Black Panther... Little predictable. The only thing I okay. could have possibly seen was Killmonger not dying, and that would have been like, oh, okay, maybe like he joins them. Because I mean, personally, I think killing off Michael B. Jordan right now, he's really he's a hot actor, not in the physical sense, but you know, like not saying like that. Say, I would with you on that. I mean, you know, it's it's whatever I on that point. Say. But and I personally, I think Michael B. Jordan is a good actor in this sense. Other senses, he's not like you have a Human Torch. But I think he's finally found his niche, and I just feel it's a little bit of a shame that they killed off Killmonger. Uh, I don't know what they could have done with him again, but whatever. I do like that they killed Claw, though. I feel like his um, arc was basically over anyway. Yeah. That was that was the one twist the movie had. Yeah. That's true, yeah. I was, I was a little, I was like, oh, damn, they killed Claw, because I thought Claw was going to be like the main guy, but I'm happy Killmonger took over. But I just think... Though that Captain America had so many twists, I was blown away, and I, I just thinking about it still, I'm still in awe of that movie, and just it feeds into my Captain America obsession even more. So there you go. Yeah, that tanker fight scene. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. All right. So now time for the left side again. It's Captain America number eight against the Avengers number one. All right. I think that this is an easy case for the Avengers. I yeah. Think, I think it does yeah. so much right, and it builds on everything. It's a really cohesive story. Pacing's good. Humor's good. Interactions were this payoff that I've been building for six movies. I think it's good. The way Joss Whedon was able to handle so many different characters is just, I mean, it's a master class. Yeah, that's true. I mean, as solid as Captain America is, it doesn't really hold a candle to what the Avengers was able to accomplish in so many ways. Alright, so now we have number five, Doctor Strange versus number four, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. This could be a fight, but I think Doctor Strange is more interesting, has a really distinct style, and uh, does good work with the character, I think. The end fight is, I think, creative and plays to the character. As much as I knock this movie for being very much a rehash of Iron Man, what they're able to do in terms of building the magical universe... And, yeah, the way they, they handled the Dormammu thing, that was really creative. I think it was a leap of faith because uh, the, the magic element never was talked about before, and it came off, I think, in a very believable way for the series. Definitely did. Yeah, th- this one was a chance they were taking. And Cumberbatch does it really well. He, his, oh, his, God, his yeah. acting in this really helps the character. And there were some pretty good jokes in there. I mean, the the scene with the books. Yeah. That I think that was hilarious. The cape has nice personality to it, very much like Carpet from Aladdin. Yes. I th- and again, as much as I, I knock this movie for Doctor Strange's story arc basically being the same as Tony's, 
I mean, it's a, it's a very generic character arc in general. But that wasn't so much what the movie was about. They gave Doctor Strange an arc, which was great, but they had a pretty heavy task on their shoulders in terms of introducing magic and thought they did a great job. This is a great movie. I think it's very rewatchable. Brendan, do you have anything to say about Guardians 2? I feel like that's where you were leaning. Well, no, yeah, I I am for Guardians 2. I think the, um, I think the character development in that movie, especially you can see it in Peter Quill's relationship with his dad. I think that, like, is the ultimate. I think it's just done really well, and I feel it kind of, like, pulls on the heartstrings a little bit and really, like, makes you relate more to the character. And also, too, you get to see, like, Nebula grow a little bit more. Granted, what they did with Yondu is a little questionable, but I feel Amora was strong in this movie as well. I would pick for Guardians, because Doctor Strange, one or two points for me got a little long. But other than that, uh, Doctor Strange was a great movie, but I just, I enjoyed Guardians more. Okay. I mean, I know because I, I, I watch Thor Ragnarok on uh, Blu-ray. I don't have a taste of good movies, apparently, but... <laughs> So, have you seen Have you seen Guardians two since it came out? Um, I have I have watched it. Yeah, and okay. to me it holds up. I think uh, Kurt Russell does a good job. Gonna give it another shot, but I mean that that movie just wasn't working for me. Felt like the same thing, just done worse. And it was it was hard for me to believe that it was the same creative team behind it. Okay, no, I, I can get that. I, I think too to a point they did try to play it safe a little bit. I, yeah. Just to, uh, you know, to be like, this is the same stuff you still love. That's why but, I think it took away a little bit from Guardians 1, is because, like, a bit of the novelty wore off with the 70s music and the style. And Star-Lord's the same character without any kind of development from 1 to 2. And the team goes from working really well at the end of the first movie to fighting again at the beginning of the second movie. And just, yeah. Just kind of a little frustrating like that. I think, though, that just, that shows off, though, that, I mean... They're a family, and families, you know, like, everyone gets into bickering matches and just, like, creates opinions and all that kind of stuff. And at the end of the day, they're able to overcome it, and they're able to realize that, you know, that they're there for each other. It felt like we got that in the first one, though. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. And again, I think that goes off of them trying to play it safe and be like, oh, like, you know, we aren't trying anything new, but... Yeah, uh, it felt like what made the first one kind of daring and unique made the second one... Uh, a retread. Okay, I can understand. But no, but yeah, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it another shot. I'm fine with Doctor Strange because it was a good movie and definitely I think it should be, you know, considered. But um, I just oh. I, I enjoyed Guardians 2 more than Doctor Strange. And let me, I, I will just throw one more thing out for in favor of Doctor Strange. That, uh, that astral projection fight. Yes. That was, that was some pretty crazy stuff. I agree with that. The kaleidoscope yeah, aesthetic true. was really different, I think. All right, so now we have number six, Ant-Man versus number three, Captain America: Civil War. Is this even much of a contest? I don't think so. I mean, as I much as I think that, I think Civil War is ranked way too highly. I don't see what other people see in Civil War. I think it's mediocre. I think it's middle of the road. Oh, are you, are you the other way now? I thought that we were like going to be Civil War all the way on this one. No, I mean, it, it's not better than Ant-Man. I think so. 
Yeah, I would say so. No, sorry. I rephrased that wrong. It's not worse than Ant-Man. Oh, okay. okay. I don't see in it what everyone else apparently sees. I think the uh, airport fight is really all that Civil War has to offer, besides the introduction of Black Panther. Yeah, with Civil War. I just feel there could have been more emphasis on Captain America and the fact that – and I just – I feel like the dynamic between him and Tony just wasn't earned. They were fighting over so many different things. They could not make up their goddamn minds. Right. Okay. They were at first fighting about – the Accords. Yep. And then they're fighting about who should bring Bucky in. And yeah. then they're fighting because Captain America is aiding a fugitive. And then they're fighting because Cap knew that Bucky killed his parents. It's was like, they got to pick a lane and stick to it. Yeah, but I feel like that it did more than what Ant-Man was. I feel like Ant-Man, because it changed directors and writers, it lost a lot of what it could have been. Oh, for sure. It's not really a heist movie. It's more of a jokey adventure movie with a little bit of a heist built in. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really hold up as much. Civil War introduced Spider-Man, which I think is another big point that we haven't talked about. Yeah, but you see, all these great things that Civil War does has nothing to do with the title character. Right, but I feel like it's... The the character it's supposed to be serving. They call it Captain America Civil War because Captain America started the thing. It really could have been called Avengers Civil War, took a little less emphasis off Cap, and it would have been an Avengers movie. I think they would have been better off saying MCU Civil War or something, Marvel Civil War. Marvel Civil War would have worked. But they they put this emphasis out there that this is Captain America's movie. This is it's another Bucky Cap movie, because this is the second movie in a row yeah. where Bucky is the, the, the conflict and the plot device. Yeah, that's another thing. you got a person as a plot device. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Ant-Man is okay. Yeah. It's, I got nothing to say for Ant-Man, really. I mean, it, it's fun. I enjoy Paul Rudd and just about everything he's in. Uh-huh. Even Dinner for Schmucks. Definitely not Dinner for Schmucks. Oh, Dinner for Schmucks. I, I avoided that. All right. Do we think Captain America takes it then? Yeah. yeah. I feel like Paul Rudd doesn't develop as a character at all in, in Ant-Man. I just feel like he gets vindicated, not, like, developed. I feel like Civil War is basically Ant-Man 1.5 in a way. Well, that's another thing. We want to talk about Ant-Man a little bit here. Why the hell does he get into the fight? Because why not? He's a character in the universe now. E- exactly. Because he comes out and he says, I'm, that's it. I'm done stealing stuff, and uh, I'm done breaking into places and stealing stuff. And what does he do? He breaks into a place and steals some stuff. And it's a hilarious joke in the movie, but then what does this character stand for? Not a damn thing. It's funny because Ant-Man introduces Spider-Man at the very end of Ant-Man 1 with the rumor about the guy who climbs on walls and stuff. And then the next movie, Ant-Man's in, introduces Spider-Man in a much better way. Yeah. I mean, you want the definition of a mediocre movie, and Ant-Man is it. If the Thomas joke wasn't that publicized, I thought it would have been funnier. Yeah. I mean, that was the the stinger at the end of every trailer. Yeah. That's like the Pez machine in Ant-Man and Wap. Yeah. So we got uh, Civil War winning that one? Yeah. Next up, we have Thor number seven versus Iron Man number two. All right, you guys talk, because I still haven't figured this one out, if I'm being totally honest. I think that as good as Thor is, I think that Iron Man, based on its risk that it took as a movie, and its direction, and its, it's humor, and everything, it's the first. And it was 
the first movie wasn't a major superhero. It put Iron Man on the map as a character. When you think of Marvel before Iron Man, you think of Spider-Man, Captain America, Hulk. You think of people that aren't Iron Man. Iron Man was B-tier in the Marvel world before this. And it put Robert Downey Jr. back on the map. It was a risk casting him. There were like five other actors who wanted to cast before Robert Downey Jr. They picked Tom him. Tom Cruise included. Tom Cruise included. John Favreau, this director that hasn't really done major blockbusters like this before ever. This is his Swingers. biggest movie before this. Well, I mean, Swingers, yeah. I know, but I was, I was saying he did that movie. I love that movie. Yeah, I know. And he, he did Elf, he did Elf too. But, like, this is his, like, true. biggest movie before this. And after this, he's done a lot of great things because of this. I feel like the two work really well together. The humor's there. There's tons of Easter eggs from, for Iron Man. There's the Fury cameo at the end. I feel like this sets up everything. And as good as Thor 1 is, a story that's kind of tropey, I feel like Iron Man really broke new ground and started this whole thing off. So I feel like it wins on that merit and the other merits I said before. Let me just play devil's advocate here. Sure. No. In terms of risks, we're going to take this character who has a helmet with wings on it, who swings a hammer and summons down lightning and crosses a rainbow bridge to get to Earth. And he fights his brother, Loki, who's got this weird-ass horned helmet. And it's all based on North mythology, and we're going to make a badass superhero. We are going to cast this really attractive Australian guy. We're going to have him outside of his costume and be a fish out of water in New Mexico. We're going to have S.H.I.E.L.D. come in, and we're going to have an attractive female scientist, Starkey, Kat Dennings, and a group of misfits who are going to come in as a fish out of water with Anthony Hopkins as Odin. I, I get what you mean. That's an interesting but point. Like, I feel like they, the fish out of water, like the risk they took with Thor was, was as supported as they possibly could with everything else around it. That's a fair point. They kind of, they stripped away what made and it And they risky. built it up with actors and foundation of the series so far to make sure that it didn't have that much of a risk. I would, I would say Iron Man. I don't see how it's a competition. Sorry, mm-hmm. but I think Iron Man does so much. And also the other thing too is, that movie, it just, I can go back and watch it, and it just, it never gets old. Like, that, it's, it's just to done be fair, so though, well. I just chuckle every time I hear the, the, the pet shop joke about the, about the dog that's big enough to ride. Oh, no, yeah. No, and also, like, I always reference, like, another one, where, like, yum, yeah. Yum, yeah. where, uh, where Thor just throws down the glass. Another. Uh, All right, Brian, the points you made right there, that put me over the edge. It's Iron Man. Thank you. It is. I mean, and I was teetering that way, too, but I was just like, I, I, Sutton keeps bringing me back to Thor. It's good. It's a really good movie. And I think it's the Kenneth Branagh aesthetic that brings me back to it. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, there's no knocking what Iron Man was able to accomplish. So let's do number two Iron Man versus number three Captain America Civil War. Do my points make Iron Man better in this case, or does Civil War hold up? I mean, for me, it's Iron Man. This one isn't really a contest in my mind. I think Iron Man is able to stay so strongly focused on one particular point and works at it so heavily, whereas, like, the points I made with Civil War, it's got a general idea of where it wants to go, but it's it's kind of like a dog. It gets distracted by a bunch of things, and it gets to where it's going eventually, but it takes a lot of tangents. It's not really much of a payoff with uh, Civil War. You have yeah. the team breaks up and people are in jail temporarily. Yeah, and I mean, just to continue with my dog metaphor, it's like, all right, Tony and Iron Man don't agree. Oh, Black Panther, ooh, let me go sniff this tree. Ooh, Spider-Man, let me go like, pee on this hydrant. Like, 
and not that I think Spider-Man is the equivalent to being on a hydrant, but it gets distracted so much. And I think if they had done, taken the Iron Man route and stayed solely focused on these two characters and really fleshed out what made them disagree, because they disagree on like five different points, like I, like I said earlier. During the airport fight, I mean, that movie, that, that fight has no stakes. Hawkeye and Black Widow say straight up, we're still friends, right? Yeah. And which says, stop pulling your punches. And then in Spider-Man, Iron Man says, it, it, trust me, if Cap wanted you down, he would have put you down. Yeah. So much is taken from that fight that, yeah, it's kind of cool to watch, and I love the Empire Strikes Back callback. And that they used actual action figures to map out the That's neat. fight. Oh, did no one do no. that except me? I, I remember hearing that for some movie. But I do really I enjoy the character yeah, they... uh, Spider-Man. Are you from Queens? Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah, that was pretty nice. So we have the big fight with everybody at the airport. Yeah. And then we have the smaller fight in Siberia. Right. And I feel like the smaller fight has more weight to it. Yes. Yet it's taken away from because we just saw a big fight between everybody. So this is is like the lesser fight. We're going to kill some stakes because the movie hints at these other winter soldiers. And you get there and the guy's like, I killed them all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing I I wish that they had kind of focused on a little more. At least, I mean, this may just be the way I watch it, but I've seen this movie now like four or five times, and I, I mean, it's improved in my mind every single time. I really didn't like it the first time I saw it. It's gotten better in my opinion, but I mean, at the very end of the fight, Cap comes down on Tony, and it looks like he's about to chop his head off. And if Tony doesn't like blast the shield, it does, he dies. Yeah. I mean, that may just be the way I'm watching it, but that's what I take away from it every single time, and I kind of wish that they had, like, settled on that a bit more. And it would have been way stronger if War Machine died. He falls out of the sky. Oh, he's dead. Nope, he's paralyzed. Oh, never mind, robot legs. That just, that really just goes to, I mean, first of all, I don't know how the hell he survives that fall. Uh, The suit, I guess. But, again, this just goes to show there are no stakes. They ha- they actually had a chance to kill someone. And they didn't. Someone that really, that death would have really pissed Tony off. And you know in that moment he would have blamed Cap for it. Yeah, and yeah. now it's like we wonder, it makes me wonder going into Infinity War, will they have the, the guts to actually kill someone this time? Yeah. Because we talk about them dying, killing someone, but I don't know if they're actually going to try to do it. The la- the only person they've managed to kill is Quicksilver. In the movie, he came in. Exactly. <laughs> the guy who they had no could, weight whatsoever. Couldn't stick to their guns with Coulson. So Iron Man takes this one? Yeah. yeah. Unanimously great. So now we have number one Avengers versus number five Doctor Strange. I think this one has the least suspense of all of them. I agree. It's Avengers. It's Avengers. This. Yeah. It's just, it's not a discussion. All right, then, the, is this one tough? Uh, we have uh, number one Avengers versus number two Iron Man. Yeah, this one's tough. You have the one that started it, and then the payoff. I think the payoff yeah. gets it. I think it does so much right. Um, I don't know if the humor holds up, but that, that's an equal argument for for Iron Man as well. But I feel like this movie is light. It's fun. It, the team-ups work eventually. I mean, Hulk is, you know, a bit of a... A random quantity based on how you feel about 
like Mark Ruffalo and the whole controlling anger thing. Because we did that three movies now. I feel like Avengers, for me, takes it with Loki as a realized villain at this point. This beginning of the movie with, with the whole like shield base being destroyed. Um, every character gets their own intro. The interaction between uh, Thor and Iron Man with uh, Shakespeare in the Park was pretty funny back when it came out. Um, yeah. Dost thou mother know you sh- you weareth her drapes? Yeah. <laughs> and also too, I mean, the um the scene where Hulk just goes to town on Loki is still referenced. And that was referenced in Ragnarok. So I mean, like. Yeah. I I just I think the Avengers has such an impression and it's such an impact that it's kind of hard not to go for the Avengers on this. I mean, Iron Man, like we've already praised Iron Man. And it deserves all the praise it gets. But I think Avengers has hits so many notes correctly that it's almost hard to go against it. As much as Iron Man had a difficult task, I think the Avengers had an even harder task. Right. Yeah. And it goes to so, show that it paid off because until Black Panther, this was the highest grossing domestic superhero movie. Yeah. And it was the highest grossing domestic, I think, of all time. When it came out. Yeah. Yeah, it smashed records. Yeah. Avengers. Yeah. I think it's it's uh, trying to be aped by people today. I mean, with, like, DC and other things. It was just yeah. Well, yeah, look at Justice League. I mean. And that is, as, that is trying hard to be the Avengers. It wants to they cash even, in. They even got Joss Whedon, like. Yeah. The final match. Avengers versus Captain America Winter Soldier. I have no fucking clue what I'm doing, what I'm going to do with this one. I'm going to say Avengers because of the payoff. I think Winter Soldier is great, but it built, uh, if you want to go back to the Foundation talk, it, it it was only accessible because of the Avengers. And I feel like that raised the stakes. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah? It's very much a central story on Captain America. I think you can have Captain America... Winter Soldier without the Avengers. My only no, argument say... is that when Cap finds the Hydra weapons in the helicarrier, he's just to question the shield. Yeah, I think because uh, Avengers sets up shield so much as like the super force, and it shows like, oh, like we're fighting for the good in the world, and then for it to get flipped on its like, you have that impression of shield already. You have oh, shield are the good guys, and then to like in Cap, Cap it's finds the weapons and goes, head. what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah I, but that's the thing. Cap, Cap's becomes suspicious of them in, in, in Avengers, but then he lays out that point of when Fury's talking about Project Insight and the helicarriers, he's like, this isn't right. He's still suspicious of them. He's still at the same point. My only, my only debate, my only counterpoint to that is that in, that, uh, in Avengers, uh, Fury starts with the it's a new world we need these weapons for good argument that he then builds on in Winter Soldier I think you get the that same exact impression from the story with his grandfather as the doorman okay granddad liked people but he didn't trust them much it's I I, I feel just in terms of what alright so here's where I have to ask uh, about semantics here are we talking about the best MCU movie or are we talking about the best movie in the MCU? Oof. I think That's we're talking about the best MCU movie. Yeah. I think all of these were based on best, the movie right. itself. Best, 
not how it compares as a movie that's in the MCU. Best movie in the MCU is Winter Soldier, but best MCU movie is the Avengers. Avengers, I would say. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's, this is tough because I think we we worked it to that issue. Because I, because I I think it's hard to say that Winter Soldier doesn't go for something else. It doesn't. I think it was the first movie since The Dark Knight that tries to elevate the genre. Fair. I would I would definitely agree with that. To something else. To show, and maybe even goes beyond, because, I mean, The Dark Knight's very much a crime movie, but quite frankly, so are all the Batman movies. It tries to say that this genre can be something so much more than just the good guys and the bad guys. This, there is the room for gray. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I just think the success of the Avengers and the way it was a comic book movie in the best sense of the word. I think it's something that really deserves to win. But it, it's tough. It's like you said. We have, through our debate here, found the best MCU movie and the best movie in the MCU. Yeah. Would you look at that? It worked out. And we could. This, like, this, this bracket worked. It did. I think it really did. And we could, in, in Marvel fashion, give it to both of them and have no clear winner or stakes. But we should choose one. <laughs> of course. I mean, it does. I haven't, I haven't seen the Avengers and actually I haven't seen Winter Soldier in a long time. Also, I just have so many fond memories of both movies, but I feel like the Avengers was so groundbreaking of its own. The payoff, the the fact that I, I know I'm, I know I'm really banking on the risk argument, and that doesn't yeah. really work when you think about movies because Cap is a better movie, but Avengers is a better MCU movie. I don't know. I, I mean, Avengers builds the MCU. It does. But I, just you want to say Iron Man with the Fury line, like, this actually does it. This this finalizes phase one, sets the foundation, goes, hey, world, superhero team movies, if you give them the care and the time and the seriousness that they deserve in terms of effort, they can work. But yeah. the thing is that I can go either way because Until. Cause Avengers – is great. It's funny. It's it keeps moving. So I think the clear winner is all of us. Thank I, you for listening to the Three G podcast. With Winter Soldier, so here's the thing: the Avengers very much said to the world, "Superheroes are here, and we're here to stay." Yeah. It put the the genre on the map. I think even more so than the Dark Knight. Yeah. Because the Avengers kind of dug into what makes a comic book movie a comic book movie. Yeah. Whereas Captain yeah, yeah. America, Winter Soldier, comes through and says, but well, we can be so much more. Right, but my thinking is that if I were to show someone who never saw a Marvel movie, a, one Marvel movie out of everyone, I'd show them the Avengers. There's a little bit of sap you're missing here. This is what Marvel is. And I know that... I regret the decision to ever do this. Bracket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, because I'm like... You're right. Cap is amazing. It it pushes the envelope. It takes itself seriously in a way that's not cliche or tiring or wrong. But I feel like the Avengers is all Marvel in a pure sense before it gets tired with humor, before it takes itself not seriously enough or too seriously. Not saying Cap is too serious. Let's try to vote. Let's see. Where, are we still at Stalemate? I'm leaning toward Avengers. Uh, older Brendan, I think you're leaning toward Winter Soldier? No, I'm really not leaning either way. Okay. Uh, Brendan? I'm, I'm leaning towards Avengers, so... 
Okay. Wait, Brendan, did you vote? Yeah, I, I voted for Avengers. Okay. So the decision's out of my hands. <laughs> yeah. That makes it easy, doesn't it? We're going to go with... Uh, oh, it so does. So I feel all right saying I vote Winter Soldier just to... For the record? Yeah, for the record, just, you know, because I can't make a decision. So the Avengers won, so I'll consolation prize, give it a Winter Soldier. Yeah, no, that was, it's close. It's tough. And um, they're both the best of that of what they are. They really are. We, we really did find the best. I think so. And so that will conclude our Marvel Movie Madness bracket. Thank you for listening and playing along with us. Until next time, this is the 3G Podcast, signing off. Mm-hmm.